Encore with Shannon Fogarty. Arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com It is Thursday evening and that means it is time for the Midlands Dedicated Arts Show Encore with me, Shannon Fogarty. This show brings you the absolute best of what's happening in the arts in Leash Offaly and in Westmeath. To get in touch, you can pop me a text or a WhatsApp to 083 30 10 103. You can follow us across all of our social media channels at Midlands 103. Or if you want to be part of the show, you can email me encore at midlands103.com. So here is what's coming up tonight on the show. I'll have a roundup of the incredible weekend that was Forest Fest. If anyone was there, do let me know what your highlight was and what was just the best part of the weekend. 083 30 10 103. Coming up on the show, we've worked to complete a new diversity and inclusion toolkit for the Burr Festivals Collective is well underway and we find out how this is going and what is being included. And a new exhibition at Loon Gallery explores climate change and is the first phase of Loon Gallery's three-year climate change outreach programme, which is extremely interesting. They're doing this all through the arts. But to start the show... I'm joined by David Broderick, the new Creative Communities Engagement Officer with Leash County Council. And Leash County Council, with funding support from Creative Ireland, have announced a new grant scheme aimed at encouraging communities and artists to work together in exploring and presenting aspects of Leash's history, heritage, sorry, through varying art forms. David, thank you for coming on the show. Firstly, congratulations on your new role. How are you finding it? Oh, thanks very much, Shannon. Yeah, I'm finding it great. Um, just trying to get to grips with all the kind of um, abundance of culture and heritage in, in beautiful County Leash. Um, as I said to you previously, I'm a temporary man. And um, yeah, so I'm settling in fine and um, looking forward to my new role here and hopefully help people out there to, to kind of access these, these funds, basically. And it's good. I have to say the people of Leash are all extremely nice people, so they'll definitely have you settling in very quickly. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, so far, so good. Yeah, I'm being well looked after here so far. So, could you explain the new grant scheme that's supported by Creative Ireland and how it aims to encourage communities and artists to collaborate? Okay, so it's it's a very kind of broad grant, um, and it's, it's more creativity and I suppose imagination, and to maybe encourage community groups to collaborate, as you said, with um, kind of artists. You know, and as I mentioned, it's it's very very broad. So. The theme for this one is kind of um, kind of heritage through arts. So if there's people out there in their communities or community groups that want to kind of develop an idea and maybe need an artist's um, expertise to kind of bring that to the fore in some sort of artistic form, but I mean, it is very, very broad. So what we're really looking for here is kind of imagination. Okay, so what type of um, projects are, are eligible? Or what, what's the eligibility? What do they have to hit to make sure that they're able to get this type of grant? Yeah, well, look, at everything is down on the, the form, so everything is there. But I can just kind of briefly outline, you know, look, art, photography, music, dance, film, could be podcasting, you know, it's anything that's kind of creative, really, just to kind of um, highlight what is in your local area, what, what is, um, you know, something that, that's within the heritage bracket that just you feel that you could do it, publicizing or highlighting that little bit more. And just that collaboration, I suppose, you know, is what we're looking for, that an artist might have great skills, but might just need um, inspiration, maybe, from the, that kind of local group. And, and likewise, that local, local group 
might just need that artist to kind of bring life to, to their idea, basically. And there are a lot of artists in that around Leash that I know I've spoken to who'd be great for something like this. So I guess how can um, these artists and groups apply for this grant? Well, it's it's very simple. Um, I'm going to give you an email address here so they can kind of contact me on creativeleash at leashcoco.ie. And what I would say to our artists and communities, like if, if an artist in particular, you know, um, wanted to work with a with a community group, you know, he could they or he or she could uh, approach the community group and say, look, have you have you seen this um, this new grant that's come out, and just kind of spark conversation. And likewise, the community groups can kind of talk to local artists, and it's just to to get people thinking. And I keep going back to that word, uh, imagination and and creativity. And we're really hoping that people will will, will come to us. And I guess is there only a certain amount of uh, projects that can be picked for this? There would be, yeah. But what we would like to do is, you know, if if we get a lot of projects, we would like to work with everybody and make sure everybody has a kind of solid application. And if they weren't successful this year, that we would hope to, that they would be successful next year and kind of share it around a little bit. And, you know, somebody might have an idea, but they might be just ready to kind of work on it straight away this year. And that's where I'd, I'd hope to go out and kind of help them with it and help them maybe kind of liaise with, with an artist and uh, the, who knows, they might be ready next year or even the year after. That's just it. It might need a little bit of tweaking. So I guess for anyone that is listening, what are key dates and deadlines that they need to know of? Okay, so this is very important. Now I'm going to go to my key dates. So Tuesday the 8th of August is the deadline. Um, now, if there's any particular reason why somebody can't make that deadline, you know, if they're away or if they're the ones who kind of run all the admin for a community group, if they contact me directly and just explain why, and hopefully we'll be able to help them out there as well. But that is the general uh, closing date is Tuesday the 8th of August. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you, it's creativeleash at leashcoco.ie. And lastly, just for some of our other listeners, where can they find further information about the grant? I suppose I'll go, yeah, you mentioned there the the, the website. If they want to um, email me again, um, I will literally come out and meet them and talk to them. Um, you know, there are, it's on all the kind of social media uh, platforms and that kind of thing as well and on the County Council website. But sometimes people might just need to, to kind of talk to somebody and we can explain um, exactly what it, what it entails. And there is that fear of kind of form filling and I would have been guilty with that in, of, of that in the past that people want to apply for these grants but maybe don't feel comfortable actually filling out these forms. But I would happily go out and assist anybody. Um, it's very, very straightforward. Um, you know, sometimes, as I mentioned, grants can kind of frighten people off, but this is very, very straightforward. We're, we're, we're all on their sides and we just want them to kind of, like, you know, kind of go for this grant. So it would be great to, to promote that um, abundance, again, as I mentioned, of, of kind of heritage that... Um, to I am a community engagement officer, so that is my, my role is to get out into the yeah. community. So I'm just I'm just waiting to be invited out there and I really want to kind of put oh, a mark on this job and um, hopefully get people get them get them um you know yeah. them thinking and getting them active. Well you definitely basically. have the personality for it and you're very bubbly, so you'll be no bother out there in the communities. And Leash does have a great heritage. And for you, we want to get you out and about in Leash. As you said, you are a Tipperary man. So anyone wants David to come out and help them with anything, make sure you get in touch with him. David, thank you so much for joining me on the show tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alan. And best of luck with your role and enjoy Leash and the Midlands because I can honestly say it's the best in Ireland.
Thanks, Milia Chan, and thanks again. Thanks again to David for coming on and sharing this fantastic opportunity for artists and communities to celebrate and preserve Leash's rich heritage through creative expressions. And if you want David to come out and maybe help you fill out the forms for this grant, you can email him directly at creativeleash at leashcoco.ie. He's a great man, so he'll be no bother out in the communities there with you. Up next here on Midlands 103, promoting diversity and inclusion within the Burr Festival's collective. Encore, in association with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Cologne. Our bright and airy AIB gallery and cosy theatre bar can cater for smaller private events too. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com You are listening to Shannon Fogarty with Encore on Midlands 103. Now, an inspiring project that's promoting diversity and inclusion within the Burr Festivals Collective, led by Offline Film Festival in collaboration with... Offly Local Development Companies, Social Inclusion and Communication Activation Program. That is a lot to say, I'm not going to lie. It's an initiative set to make a positive impact on the festival scene in Burr. And I am extremely happy to be joined by Louise Larkin, the Social Inclusion Team Leader with OLDC. Louise, thank you for coming on the show tonight. Thanks for having me, Shannon. It's great to be here. It's good to have you in. So tell me more about this diversity and inclusion toolkit that's being developed. Okay, so the aim of this toolkit really is to act as a guide for festival committees when it comes to planning and delivery of, I suppose, the inclusion elements of any festival. So at present, the toolkit doesn't really come in a nice, neat package, but it will. And we're planning to use this year, this festival season, as time on the ground. So we're starting the conversation, we're raising awareness, we're out with festival goers, putting the terms diversity and inclusion out there for them to engage Mm. with. I suppose the idea of inclusive culture is something that makes people feel respected and valued as an individual in their communities. And inclusion then often leads to a shift in mindset. And from that, there could be visible effects. And that's what we want to see with the festivals. We want to see participation in meetings or reconfiguration of venues or even the creation of accessible information and scheduling. Um, Diversity then, I suppose, that's the acknowledgement and acceptance of race, ethnicity, ability, gender, Um, And much more. And this can really strengthen communities. Um, But implementing diverse and inclusive practices, it's kind of a two step process. So we know diversity is a fact. It's makeup, it's composition, it's genetics. Whereas inclusion, it's a belief, it's a behaviour, it's a mindset. So it's a choice. Yeah. And we're really happy to be like going with the choice of Offline Film Festival to create this toolkit. I think it's great to have them on board as well because they are very creative in how they're going to how they're going to do this. So how did the project come about? So the whole process started back in 2020 when Offline Film Festival received funding through the capacity building scheme with the Arts Council. And that was to carry out this piece of work and some other little aspects. Um, but obviously COVID came, put it all to a halt and the diversity and inclusion project had to just wait because festivals were restricted in what they could do for a while. Mm. Um, earlier this year then Gary Hochter of Offline Film Festival approached us again to recommence the work and the Social Inclusion and Community Activation Programme or SICAP as we like to call it (laughs) a lot easier the SICAP team had been written into this funding application from the start so we were quite excited to get going on it when the opportunity finally arose now we're working quite closely with Offline to develop this toolkit and then we're getting input from the other festivals within the collective too and when it's all ready, it'll be shared out to the whole collective, hopefully to everyone's benefit. And that's an incredible thing to have. So I'm just this toolkit. I'm, I'm just very curious as to what will be included in it. Or do you have any sort of idea or is it still just all research based right now? 
it's fairly much research based at the moment. We want it to be obviously accessible and inclusive. We want it to be easy to use. We don't want to put more trouble onto the festival committees. We don't want to make life harder. This is a resource that they can go to to pull out things, checklists for accessible venues or guidance on accessible fonts, things like that, that they can just, if they have a query, it's there, the answer's in the toolkit, they can run with it and it makes life easier. So the overall impact you're hoping is it's going to be useful and easier for the festivals to be able to bring all of this on board. Yeah, it'll be like a troubleshooting guide, I hope, that if they have an issue or a concern around diversity and inclusion, hopefully the answer is there. But if not we're behind the toolkit and we have a steering group in formation now who are the experts and they can also answer any questions on diversity and inclusion. So I guess in the background, you're there for your support group, which is great to have for for this sort of thing. And I mean, you know, to have this going forward is, is better than having nothing at all. Exactly, yeah. And it's becoming so much more to the fore. Obviously, all our communities are becoming more diverse. We have to be more inclusive. Offaly Local Development Company and the SICAP team, it's our bread and butter. Social inclusion is what we do. So even though the funding is for this year, we're not going to just peel back and leave offline and the other festivals to it. We're there if they need guidance. If they need a link to the experts in the field, those who have been excluded, we will make that link and we'll help them to to progress their actions, I suppose. So I know there was an event that took place uh, back in May and it was sort of a roundtable of Mm. workshops events. What sort of um, insights came from that? That whole event was was an early win and a milestone, I suppose, in the whole journey and the process. We brought together a really diverse group of people and they shared experiences, experiences. They addressed issues that they've maybe experienced themselves and they had a safe space to ultimately start that conversation. Um, within Offaly Local Development Company, we're in a really good position that we have links and relationships to so many support organisations and networks that support diverse communities. So they were able to have their input and we had input from Offaly Traveller Movement, from Inclusion Ireland, from Offaly Disability Equality Network, from Bar 2020, Offaly Older Persons Network and so many more. So they were able to feed in and the participants, the attendees had a chance to just work through some of the threats, some of the opportunities for the festivals. We had two workshops. One was around the theme of nothing about us without us. So they say that those who are nearest or most impacted by the problems are also the nearest to the solution. So this was really a chance for us to ask the the experts um, and to learn from what they have experienced. The second workshop then was based around the quote from Verna Myers, and that is that diversity is being invited to the party. Inclusion is being asked to dance. And this workshop gave participants the opportunity to bring opportunities to life, to put energy Mm. in them, to make them dance. So they worked through different opportunities, such as inclusion of migrants, getting young bodies involved, so going into the schools, raising awareness through that, looking at different outreach projects. There was a whole variety of stuff. Like the room was full of ideas. It was fantastic, really. And everybody left feeling empowered, I think. Good. And it's great to have, because that's a great sort of kickstart for this. Exactly, for this yeah, all, To have yeah. everyone, everyone in one room together rather than little conversations no, happening. Yeah. So to get everyone together, that is a great achievement. It was, and it's it was fantastic. It really yeah. was. Really, really positive. Obviously, there's always going to be negatives. There's always going to be weaknesses in any analysis. Mm. But the group in attendance were just so invigorated and excited and like so keen to progress this that there was a core group there that we could have just let off to do it. We weren't needed at all. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, it's, it's nice to know that they want to be involved in something yeah, like this as yeah. well. And you're not getting those groups that are like, 
let them go off and do yeah. it. It's giving them the choice to be involved. And yeah. It is inclusion in the best form then. Exactly. And it's giving them their place to have their say hmm. and let it all come out, which I think is absolutely fantastic. So I know that uh, Jerry Dempsey is playing an important role in the project. So how does his work contribute uh, to the discussions on diversity and inclusion? Yeah, so Gary is a, a graphic recording artist and he worked with us on the day and he was absolutely phenomenal to work with. So much so that we've actually booked him for a separate event later in the year. Oh, he comes up from Shannon, but he just, he came, he gelled so well with our ideas and the group and he captured everything in such an accessible and inclusive kind of fashion that just invited people in. We now have a really interesting graphic recording that captures the day. We're going to use it during Vintage Week to do a window display. That'll be front and centre. It'll just raise awareness keep the conversation going and it really is the cornerstone upon which further discussions will be based. His work is just phenomenal as I said um, and it just it seemed like the best fit for this project. Oh brilliant. So how, how did you get in touch with him or how did you find out that he would be the, the best fit let's say? Um, I saw this idea of graphic recording for the first time earlier this year when I was at a forum around sustainable development goals and instantly I knew I want to use that. <laughs> then I had to find the project it would best fit with and yeah. this was it. The opportunity came. Um, there is a network of graphic recorders that I reached out to. A lot of them are booked up way, way, way in advance. Gary had vacancy and had an interest in this project, I suppose. Good. He linked back with us. It was such a smooth process. We spoke over Zoom. He was out of the country some of the time. We chatted. We sent off our colour schemes, our logos, all that crack. He arrived in with his iPad and he just worked away. And it was seamless. Absolutely seamless from start to finish. I can see it here and it is very well done. I may actually just put it up on our socials Do. so that people can see what it looks like because it's... It's a very informative piece, so it is, and it's colourful. Yeah. What's brilliant about it is that everyone that looks at it interprets it differently. Yeah. Some people would shy away from that because, oh, you know, we want black and white. But every interpretation opens up a whole new dialogue, starts new ideas, starts us thinking of new things. uh, And it just works so well. It is on Offline's website. Oh, brilliant. They have a page dedicated to this project. So Offline's website and diversity inclusion is in a tab there. And it has also gone out on our social media a little while back, but it's there on Offaly Look Development Company's Facebook. It it's actually it's actually very well done to have all of this information in an A4 page. Yeah, yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm sorry. I will put this up so everyone <laughs> listening can understand what I'm looking at. Yeah, I no, think it's, it's fantastic. It's and he, as I said, he was so easy to work with. There was points where we were like we don't like that. This little person was in a suit. We're like, we don't wear suits. We need jeans. So he changed that. It was just, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant process. And I mean, it's great to start off with the few festivals that are in the Burr Festivals Collective. Yeah. Because this is something that could be broadened out then to every festival that's happening in Ireland. For sure. Like there are other diversity and inclusion toolkits coming out as we speak. I suppose offline we're ahead of the game in 2020. COVID stalled us so now we're, we're on the same level as everyone else we're all yeah. thinking the same thing but yeah certainly it will go to offline first it is their project they got the funding but then all the collective festivals will benefit and who knows after that Do we have sort of like a timeline of when you think the toolkit will be available? Yeah so the last festival is Hullabaloo in November obviously we want to incorporate every festival we've been out surveying already we don't want to leave out any so even though the guts of it will be there by November we want to put in our feedback from that festival so I'd say realistically the end of the year there will be a nice neat package of a toolkit ready for use. 
So I guess what festivals are included within this Burr Festivals Collective and what are, are being researched for this toolkit? Yeah, so Burr Festival of Music was on the end of April uh, into the Maybank holiday. So we attended that and we surveyed and we, I suppose, audited events. Audit is a bit of a hard word, but we were out <laughs> and about. Um, then we have Burr Vintage Week coming up the 4th of August to the 12th. Offline Film Festival is then the 11th to the 15th of October and they're obviously the leads in this project. Hullabaloo Children's Arts Festival is the last one of this year from the 1st to the 4th of November. And then Scripts is also included in the Festival Collective, but it's not active this year. They're having a break. All right, OK. So there's there's four good ones that you're really looking into. Yeah. And yeah. There, there's quite a variety there as well, which is nice. Yeah, like they're hugely diverse and inclusive as it is. And you'll even see when you look at the Vintage Week Festival, such an effort has been made to make it more inclusive and diverse as it is. So already the toolkit, without being a physical toolkit is a success. The awareness has been definitely raised, the knowledge is now there and people can implement change, which is all we want. And is that the main objective, is the, the change that you want to see in these festivals? Yeah, like the festivals are inclusive and they are mm. diverse, but everything can always be more inclusive and diverse. I don't think there's an upper limit on how inclusive we can be. Yeah. And I suppose us, like I'm a bar person, we probably take for granted that they are inclusive, they are diverse, but I don't think we can fully understand inclusivity unless we've maybe experienced exclusion you know yeah. we need to experience one to really appreciate the other exactly. um, but it's just so important that it's out there and it's happening and there's definitely a change happening at present it's really exciting and it is exciting it's great to see something like this being put together and I mean offline do some incredible work they do they you do know, indeed I've, yeah. I've seen a, f- a couple of the films and stuff that they've made and I've spoken to directors and actors and everything that are involved with them so they do some incredible work and they bring in a, a great variety of people and I love everything that they're about so the fact that they're doing something like this yeah. it broadens them it makes it, it makes it just I think that bit better yeah it makes more of a community out of it and gives it a exactly. bit more heart maybe I don't know but yeah. it just makes it so accessible to everyone but that's just it it opens the community to yeah. everybody which yeah. is what I like and I mean Burr is a great place to start because Burr is a lovely area it is it is we it don't is. appreciate it as locals <laughs> but it sure is yeah. but I mean isn't that the case with yeah, everyone, everyone though your own yeah. local area we're like oh sure that's fine Burr. <laughs> <laughs> no I love this idea but there's a lot of work going into this as well so I'm assuming that you have your own team I do and we have a small part of the SICAP team working on this with me um, and again, as I said, it's our bread and butter. Social inclusion is what we do. So if we can turn our hand to this, I don't know what we, what we can do. Um, it's just one of the many things we're doing in the SICAP team at the minute. So what are a few of the other things that your group do? We do so much from personal development and well-being supports, community activation, so that might be community action plans, um, engaging with people who are maybe still suffering the impact of COVID and that social isolation. Mm. That's a massive thing at the moment. Okay. So that might be a simple walk, getting people out for a cup of tea, getting people in for a cup of tea, even more so. Whatever it is, there's so much. We also do employment supports, um, youth supports, so youth initiatives in various different towns, working in both urban and rural settings, trying to keep the rural parts of Offaly alive okay. and giving them a bit of resilience towards all the changes that are happening right now. So what are you looking forward to the most out of all of this? Having it done. (laughs) (laughs) Having a break. No, seeing the change. And we're seeing it already. Like if it was a tick box exercise, we could say tick, it's done. We are seeing change. But we want to follow it the whole way through. And we want to empower the committees as well that in the long term, we've worked ourselves out of a job. They won't need to come back to us. They Mm -hmm. will be the experts in inclusion and diversity. And we'll be a distant memory. (laughs) 
Oh, well, listen, hopefully you'll still have a job anyway. But... Oh, yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> no, but it's it's great that the committees are all becoming involved in this and working towards this larger goal. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And every other day my email is pinging with Rebecca sending me something that has happened elsewhere in the arts world or Gary coming back with, did you see this? Or <laughs> Caroline, I'm running this, will it work? You know, there's so much coming and going. Good. Which is really good. Yeah. And to be involved in that conversation and to be able to put our tuppence worth on it is brilliant too. It is. And it's it's very exciting. And I cannot wait to see what this toolkit is like. So you'll have to let us know when it comes really out indeed. at the end of really the year. Very, like, Louise, thank you so much for no coming problem. in and telling us all about us. I think it's absolutely incredible. And is there a website that anyone can go on to to find out more information? Yeah, so Offline's website would be the best. Um, and you'll see across the top bar there is a tab. So Google Offline Film Festival, Diversity and Inclusion, and it'll pop up. Brilliant. That is where, and of course, I'll put up the graphic on our social media so you'll be able to see it. But Louise, thank you so much again. It's To create a more diverse and inclusive festival experience in Burr is very exciting. But coming up, a new exhibition in Loon Gallery that is a step in their three-year climate change outreach programme right here on Midlands 103. Midlands 103's Encore with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Lone. Live theatre, drama, dance, music, comedy, musical theatre, panto. Your home of entertainment for all. DeanCrowTheatre.com This is Shannon Fogarty with Encore here on Midlands 103 and a new exhibition currently at Loon Gallery explores climate change and its effects on Ireland's landscape and biodiversity. And this is the first phase of Loom Gallery's three-year climate change outreach program. And I am delighted to be joined by Aoife Banks, who is the curator and programming coordinator at Loom Gallery. Aoife, thank you for coming on the show. Hi, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me. So tell me about this exhibition that you have currently running, because it sounds very interesting. Um, Yeah, so Ahru and Invocation is the name of the show. And it's running in Loom Gallery until the 3rd of September. So it's a group show with three Irish artists. There's um, Mark Clare, Teresa Dillon and Rosie O'Reilly. And Teresa Dillon is actually a Westmead based artist. So that's, um, it's lovely to have someone who's local as well in it. Um, so the group, the work in the group show responds to the many ways in which biosystems, animal and plant lives have been affected by climate change across Ireland and um, uh, beyond. Um, and the exhibition hopes to draw our attention to the transformative potentiality that sustainable practices and behavioural change can evoke. Um, And the exhibiting artists, they utilise a wide array of natural materials, including rushes, mycelium fungus, um, and they explore topics such as the extinction of indigenous Irish insect species, the lives of sea urchins, which are affected by changing oceanic pH levels, and the life and death of the now extinct Rannoch rush. Um, and they explore these through film, audio, print um, and photography and sculpture um, throughout the exhibition. And that's absolutely incredible to think that they're using all these different ways to show how we've affected climate change in this. And it's it's scary to think of how these things are extinct and some people may not even be aware. Absolutely. Yeah, I've certainly learned a lot myself through speaking with the artists and through engaging with the work that they've put into this exhibition. Um, I definitely did not know nearly as much as I do now after having processed all of the information I've gotten from them and seen the work up in in space. It's really insightful um, and I think everybody will be able to take away something from it. So this exhibition marks the first phase of Loon Gallery's three-year climate change outreach programme. Tell me a little bit more about that initiative um, and what can we expect for these three years? 
Um, so this initiative was funded by Creative Westmead, and um, that's Creative Ireland and Westmead County Council. So um, the program this year, it's the first part, it's phase one of our three-year strategy focusing on climate change, Irish ecology, biodiversity and sustainability in the arts. Um, and the project aims to instigate meaningful engagement between artists, artwork and the publics in our county and on a national level. Um, so we have an accompanying program of events that will be scheduled throughout the run of the exhibition um, and it will include uh, artist collaborations, there will be uh, climate change and the arts talks, there will be sustainable arts practice workshops for children and for adults so professional artists can learn sustainable arts practices through these workshops too and there will also be um, a series of online artist talks where the artists will discuss their work that's in the exhibition. And that's exciting to have. And I mean, it is important that we take these little things because everything that we do matters. So if we can change a little aspect of what we do to help the planet, it all helps. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that one of the main goals, the main message with this exhibition is that, you know, you matter, your actions matter and everybody has the power to make a little bit of a change. And it all counts at the end of the day. So the term Athru, I know I'm probably going to butcher that. My Irish is not 100%. It holds great significance, <laughs> no, though, doesn't it? Because it, it means change or transform. So how do you think the concept resonates throughout the whole exhibition with all of the pieces that the artists have, have put in? So, like, just as you said, and you said it perfectly, by the way. So Oh, yay! Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Athru, the Irish word meaning to change, um, obviously, change has so many different different uh, meanings, but this particular iteration, Ahru, means a transformation or an alteration of sorts. Mm. So, using the Oskelga instead of using you know change in the title, I wanted to use the Oskelga term um, because it summons forward our use of Ireland's ancient language and it reminds us of the heritage of the land that we inhabit. Um, and what I was going for with the titling of that is to really look at how, you know, the lives that share this earth are threatened. And we can look to the endurance of the Gaelic language as a source of hope that strength can be found in unity um, because the Gaelic language itself has still, still exists to this day because we fought for it and we continue to fight for its existence. Um, and ultimately, the power to invoke ecological transformation lies within us and the passion and um, the energy we put into it. And I love the way you've put that and I love how that, that word is being used and how it portrays so much. And it's, it's funny to think that we fought for our, for our language. Now we just have to put the fight into our planet. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the things that really matter to us are unfortunately the things we don't get to think about that often because we're all so busy with this and that and the other. But we really all, we really all have such a deep, dear place in our hearts for the land around us. Um, and I think it's nice to take a moment out and appreciate that. And it's true because I was out visiting a famine house over in Leash today and it's just, I think sometimes we forget about the history and the buildings and the importance and, and, and that sort of thing. So it is very important to look after what we have, um, whether that be our heritage or the planet itself. So what you're running, I think, is absolutely spectacular. And I guess for anyone that is interested in attending the talks and the workshops related to the Climate Change Outreach Programme, how can they get involved and participate in those events? 
So if you um, were to go to the Loon Gallery website or our Instagram or Facebook pages, you can just search Loon Gallery and they'll be coming up on the first page of results on Google, I'm sure. Um, you can get the information on the scheduled talks and workshops there and you can book in your place. The events are mostly free. There'll be one or two workshops that will be ticketed. Okay, that, that's amazing that they're free. At least it gives everybody a chance to, to get in and to participate and to see what little things that they can do. And would it be possible for our our audience for this exhibit, Athru, Athru, sorry, Athru, mm-hmm. um, to speak to some of the the artists, including Westmean's own Teresa Dillon? Um, well, the artists are going to each be giving their own talks online, so that's accessible from across the world. Um, so you can learn about their practice through their talks. Um, they also have their respective websites which we have shared um, on our on the Loon Gallery website. So you can learn more about their practice there too. That's brilliant. Aoife, thank you so much for coming on and telling us all about this. I'm very excited to see what comes out of this three-year climate change outreach program. And I'm very excited for everything that you've got going on in the Loon Gallery for the next year. Thank you so much for joining me on the show tonight. Great. Thank you so much, Shannon. It was lovely speaking with you. Big thank you again to Aoife for joining me on Encore tonight. And we can all do our bit, so make sure to check out Loom Gallery's events and upcoming workshops. As Aoife said, you can check out their social media or you can go to athloneartsandtourism.ie forward slash Loon Gallery and have all the information there that you want. Coming up after this quick break, I have a recap on Forest Fest for you and how the weekend went right here on Midlands 103. Encore on Midlands 103, your arts and entertainment for the Midlands with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com You are back with Shannon Fogarty for the final part of Encore tonight here on Midlands 103. And over the weekend, I was lucky to have attended the second Forest Fest in Emo, County Leash. It may have been a bit wet, but that didn't stop the fun that everyone was having. There was something for everyone at the festival with nearly 100 acts performing. There were circus acts, talks, yoga, there was a fun fair and there was so much more happening. And with three of the four stages protected by canvases, well, people had their ponchos on, but you know what? It, the, the rain didn't uh, stop anyone from having some. But also, Broken Theatre Productions were at Forest Fest and I caught up really quickly with Neil Tui, who handles fire just before he went on to perform again. And here is what he had to say. Your performance was absolutely incredible. How do you feel after performing here at Forest Fest? Uh, it's been a good festival, a little rainy. Um, but overall, the whole circus event went really well. And uh, I just love spinning fire in the ring. How, what is that like? I mean, it's so dangerous. How, how does it go when you're practicing? When you're practicing, you do get the odd uh, singed hair, bit of burnt skin <laughs> here and there, but uh, you take it slow, take it easy, and start start with things that aren't on fire. Yeah. Uh, build it up, and uh, it's a great community from learning from, so um, yeah, it's, it's great. So what has been your highlight of Fire's Fest so far? Um, I really enjoyed some of the acts on the main stage when I had free time. The Pyro Collective, which do the fire show uh, during the, the night time, were really great. Uh, it's a full fire show, whereas I just do one act, one fire show in the middle of the rest of a circus event. Um, so it's a much different vibe. Uh, I really like that. Good. Thank you so much. No problem. So don't play with fire. 
leave it to the professionals like Neil. He knows what he's doing. And just as I finished my conversation with him, I was very lucky to run into Frankie McNally from the band Southern Fried, who performed over the weekend. And I caught up with him just before his performance on the Saturday. So here's what he had to say. Hey, Frankie, Southern Fried, you performed here last year at Virus Fed. How does it feel in comparison to this year? Um, I'm just as excited this year because yeah. I got the, the band Southern Fried. We formed that in 2012. Okay. And we did loads of biker shows and just different shows around the, around the country. But now we want to kind of get back together for the Quo Fest and the Forest Fest Aww. and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's really a great chance to meet up with friends. So we were backstage there a little while ago and I met about 20, Aww. 25 different people from Port Leash that are musicians. Oh, wow. Yeah, that we've been playing in and out of different bands with yeah. all over the years. And um, just there playing now at the moment, I think there's uh, uh, some uh, people that are in the generation, music generation. Oh, okay, yeah. So there's loads of great bands coming up out of that. So it's lovely to see it. It is, it is good yeah. to see. So, so far for this one, Forest Guys 2, what's your highlight? Highlight so far has been meeting all my friends. Oh. And I met my sister as well. Oh. And the band, uh, Eamon, the guitar player in the band, his name, his name is Eamon Dunn. Yeah. His son, Declan, actually is a drummer. Okay. So it's a father and son and me, and uh, there's a, a, a guy on harps as well, uh, wow. playing uh, a harmonica, Liam Cassidy. Wow. And he's a very good friend of Eamon's from years ago as well. So it's just really a big community of friends coming together and acting a maggot. <laughs> That's what we love. Oh we? yeah, absolutely, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to tonight. And uh, after after we finish play tonight, the jury are on, and I used to play in that band years ago oh, as well. Wow. So I get to see what it's like from the front. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, enjoy a band that I used to be in, yeah. you know. And they're all great guys. Oh, good. You know, well, so it's wonderful. Best of luck tonight. I can't wait to hear Thank it. You. Thank you so much. Lovely chat with you. Thanks very much. I have to say Frankie was very good on stage and he really did enjoy the juries that were on after him and as well as getting some of the acts I wanted to get some reactions from the crowds for the second Fires Fest Festival and here is what some people had to say. It's amazing. Yeah, what's your highlight bit? Big country. Big country. We're brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. I love that. Brilliant. Is this yeah. your first time at Fires Fest? Yeah. yeah. Will you come back next year? Definitely. I love it. Definitely. What's been your highlight of Fires Fest so far? I've only been here this afternoon, I'll be quite honest with you. The Beatles band yeah. were fantastic. I really enjoyed them. Uh, there was another band on prior to that. I can't even remember the name, but they were good as well. Good. Do you enjoy the music? <laughs> <laughs> Will you come back next year, do you think? I would, yeah, definitely. Definitely, oh, definitely yes. Good. I'm here with Forest Fest's biggest fan. <laughs> How are you finding this year's festival? It is absolutely fantastic. What's your highlight? Highlight is Sharon Shannon. Sharon Shannon. Oh, she was absolutely brilliant. Fantastic. I seen her last night and I seen her again today. Oh, brilliant. Were you here last year? No, I wasn't here last year, but I will be coming back again. How have you found Forest Fest this year? Uh, very fun and it's lots of good music. What's been your highlight? Um, probably the rides the and rides? the pearly whites. The pearly whites. Have you seen the bubbles as well? Oh yeah, they're very they're cool. Very, very cool. Were you here last year? I was. So what makes this year that bit better? Well, it's pretty much the same. They're both, but it's just very mind-blowing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Will you come back next year? Yeah. Brilliant. And what does Mummy think? Well, if Mummy brings her next year. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. What's been your highlight? 
Um, well, everything. The layout here is fantastic. The facilities are absolutely amazing. The food, the music, everything's great. And of course, we'll give a shout out for the Pearly Whites. Our Friday night was our highlight. Oh, brilliant. They were fantastic. Good. Will you come back next year? Yes, we probably will. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, we'll be back again. Hopefully, we might bring the sunshine next year, though. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. We need sunshine. We need sunshine. How are you finding this year's festival? Brilliant. Brilliant. What's like, been your highlight? Uh, the Proclaimers. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely, yeah. But everything about it is great. The weather, like, you kind of have to put that to the back of your yeah. head. Forever Young was a total washout last weekend as well. We only got there on the Friday night because I couldn't go anywhere. The, ro- the, the the surface was very bad for crutches. So we stayed in the camper van for Saturday and Sunday. We could see the stage and hear the band. So it was like being there anyway. But this is brilliant. We've been we've got a lot out this weekend now. Brilliant. Three Will you days. next year? Yeah, probably, I'd say, yeah. All extremely positive reactions and I can agree that this festival was very well put together and even the shuttle buses were absolutely impeccable on time and the drivers were as lovely and as easy to get on with. So I think the longest that I had to wait for a shuttle bus was about 10 minutes. So it was definitely worth waiting. Honest to God, if you thought that Forest Fest was extremely well done, well put together and the acts were all incredible, let me know 083 30 10 103. Um, So make sure to go to midlands103.com actually because... We have pictures from the three-day festival up there, so go and have a look at that because there are some great pictures that were taken. Thank you for joining me this evening on Encore. I hope you've enjoyed tonight's show just as much as I have presenting it. Remember, if you want to listen back to any of the interviews, you can head over to midlands103.com tomorrow and I'll have the latest one up there for you. I'll be back next Thursday with more of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. And if there's anything you want included on the show, make sure to email me encore at midlands103.com. Stay with us here as the talented Joe Cooney is up just after the 8 o'clock news with Country Roads. Have a great weekend and I'll be back here in the hot seat from 7 o'clock on Thursday with more encore and the arts and everything fun and in between. Have a great weekend.